Hey, good grief. By Martin, 100 Days and Beyond, we are back. We're in Season 6. Digging deep. <laughs> Finding out why we're all a bit fucked up. <laughs> and trying to get to the bottom of it. That's what I think it is. I think that's what this is all about. A bit of self-therapy. I'm just happened to be telling everyone about it. What's going on today. I'm dealing with parenting today. I think I'm doing such a good job and then I realise what a crap parent I am. And I have to go back with my towel between my legs to try and fix up the mess. My daughter's amazing and she's doing well, going through puberty. I'm going through <laughs> early stages of dementia. <laughs> it's quite a combination. Yeah, match made in heaven. And uh, my flippant remarks sometimes land bit like a hand grenade. <laughs> I'm sure all parents have the same thing. I'm just a bit sensitive to it. So I'm forever buying her new um, accessories for her unicorn. <laughs> We've got a couple now. <laughs> we got unicorn shit everywhere at our house. Oh gosh, what's going on? Um, uh, besides that, Big deep dive. Uh, I've been um, working through my little project, my little project, my little deep dive psychotherapy on myself, I think. And it's about um, tackling the voices. You know that negative self-talk? Gosh. I, I've been writing some funny shit about uh, having um, a life partner that continually t tells you that you're wrong and not good enough and the life partner turns out to be yourself basically that's the, the bottom line and how to uh, uh, flip it and again this is part of my action steps for my uh, motivating talk um, which I'm going to call when I show you, becomes I'll show me. Because in fact, that's what we do. We want to prove to everybody else that we're good enough, smart enough, capable enough, funny enough. And um, really all we're trying to do is show ourselves uh, that we're capable and smart and funny and all that stuff. And so it just dawned on me the other day I don't have to prove it to anyone, just to me. And uh, and I do that by dispelling that negative self-talk, um, reflecting on all the uh, positive things that I do to uh, take action to um, yeah, self-improvement and uh, look at my journey uh, and what I'm doing at the moment to uh, keep my sanity in check keep employed, not uh, create too much damage in and around me, and so uh, I find myself at the beach today. And this morning when I came down, my head was whirring around like a top, and um, I'm always close to losing my mind. <laughs> it's a pretty fine line. Uh, I'm either um, an exhilarating uh, state of mind, um, or I'm uh, falling apart at the seams. <laughs> 
and I, I always seem to be trying to recover from that. So this morning, I was going to do a recording, but I couldn't get my act together because uh, I was in the van, and when this thing goes a bit fast, it starts to hum because it's got no fit out, and so it's a, it's a bit hollow. Um, especially when I hit over 110 k's on the freeway. Anyway, so when I go a bit slower, it's kind of nice. I like the resonating background sound. Works for this podcast quite well. I think I'm the only one on the planet that's doing it. Or maybe Jerry Seinfeld, who does that comedian in cars thing. That's quite good. Uh, Anyway, there's just no one here but me and myself, which is my uh, inner voice. And when I do this podcast, he's uh, he's on my team. You know what I mean? He's going, hey, Marty, you're on track. You're doing the right thing. (laughs) Yeah, good psychotherapy or self-therapy. And... um, Yeah, and so this week's listening has been all around um, negative self-talk and how to uh, uh, activate uh, uh, solutions uh, to get around that. And and I started last week writing down counter-arguments for everything that uh, I tell myself uh, that's negative and then prove to myself that it's uh, it's actually not true that I'm on track and that I'm actually doing really well and I am I am um, I've been going right back and looking at uh, my life when times were pretty crazy you know and you know even in those times funny shit happened eh? I'm going to tell you a funny story um, so when I was in England I uh, went over to play football actually I went over to play football in Sweden and it didn't work out but I got to train with a first division team and they were considering signing me so this is back in the day when I was reasonably good and um, I went over there and I did uh, pretty well but it's pretty expensive hanging around in Sweden so I ended up going to London worked to uh, for Middlesex County Press for a while and that was uh, just in I was doing advertising for motor cars really easy job and not paying high good money but it was pretty good I enjoyed it I was living in London Um, I was living in um, uh, sort of Hounslow Way I think near Wilston Harrow sorry and um then I got into interior design, initially through uh, a company called Identity. So we were selling office furniture, which was a Dutch-based sort of uh, systems furniture. And then we set up our own company called DPI. Anyway, it was crazy time. So we had a, a massive um, fun. Uh, we did do some business. I was with my friend Paul, and uh, it was crazy. We were, had a lot of fun doing it. We made some money and we went out a lot <laughs> and anyway I just remembered this tale hey um, there's a boxer Terry Marsh he was the middleweight world um, champion and he went into jail for uh, shooting Frank Warren who was a boxing promoter and he was acquitted after 10 months 
So we're working in the East, east End uh, in our little office there, serviced office building. And um, yeah, Terry Marsh came out and we ended up at his coming out party. And Paul and I were both off our head. I don't know what we were on, probably drunk, I don't know. Anyway, and we go in and the place is full of gangsters and page three girls. <laughs> we walk in the door. Now, just a backstory, there was a video, Steve Martin Live. Now, this is way, way back, so I don't even know when, when it was now. It must be 1990, because that's when he came out. Uh, and um, so in this uh, show by Steve Martin, he has a, like an arrow through his head, and he's also got this mask on, which has got a fake nose. I think it had a moustache and maybe glasses. And... Uh, he does a thing with balloon animals as well. But anyway, just to give you a bit of a picture. So we walk in and these, this, they were doing karaoke. And this guy's, uh, it was like a scene out of a Guy Ritchie movie. And he's like, hello lads, come and do a bit of karaoke. We're like, fucking yeah. So we straight on the stage. We literally just walk straight in. Next we were on the stage. And we get that uh, song, uh, Got You Under My Skin. I think it's a Sinatra song. And we're doing that. Anyway, we're, we're, we're doing really well. <laughs> I go behind Paul and I put the arrow through the head on and the face thing on and just go into a mad Steve Martin sort of happy feet sort of moment and just go nuts. And anyway, it went off. It was really stupid. And um, uh I just remembered that the on the, on the other day. I just don't know where that came from, but it was so crazy. Oh, I know. Yeah, Paul was telling me about it when we rang, when I rang England the other day, and um, yeah, so that was really funny. And that was the start of my um, property career. Who would have thought? You know, that company went. Uh, we 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 didn't. It nearly went public, believe it or not. But uh, uh, we fell by the wayside <laughs> our dysfunctional lifestyle got the better of us and we we ended up having to leave the company and came back with my tail between my legs to australia after five years in england but that was the beginning of uh, what prospered to be uh, uh turned out to be a a really good career for me so you never know when shit happens how amazing it's going to turn out you just assume that it's part of the journey and that's how i try and look at life um, so I came down this morning because I needed to uh, catch some waves and the report was really positive and when I got out not many people in the water and I did catch some great waves channeled my um, inner Jerry Lopez uh, and then last wave of the day I get smashed in the face with my surfboard my tooth's gone through my lip I feel like I've been in a fight <laughs> And uh, I got a gig on Saturday night. I don't know how I'm going to go because I think my face is, uh, it's right where my trumpet goes, have my lips, so I don't know what's going to happen. At worst, I'm going to be playing and I'm going to be have blood pouring out of my face. <laughs> it's going to look great. Anyway, we'll see what happens. Not the end of the world, but uh, it's pretty painful. I can put my tongue right through it. Not through the other side, but it's taken a massive chunk off, about half the size of a $2 coin uh, off my lip. So yeah, it feels fantastic right now. But anyway, it's been a nice morning. I've definitely uh, got rid of some of the demons today. 
do my action steps and my routine, I keep telling you, is that I wake up, actually I do wake up early, four o'clock this morning, and I write my gratitude list, and um, lots to be grateful for, only for the time it takes for the kettle to boil, it takes about 30 seconds, I have been adding an extra bit when I sit down later, and I call it other, and it's just anything else that comes to me, and um, uh, and today I thought of a couple of nice jokes, so I've actually got a stand-up routine tonight at the Windmill Comedy Club in South Perth, uh, Give me five minutes, and um, yeah, I'm going to do them tonight. Um, I've been sharing jokes that don't work, <laughs> and giving you the premise, and you know, just give them somewhere to go, because otherwise they just end up in a drawer at home, and um, but these ones I think are kind of cool. So I'm going to talk about uh, how we've had to change the seating in the in the room. We can't fit as many people in now because the girls' eyelashes are so long they're taking up so much space. So our seating capacity is had to be reduced. I was out the other night and I thought some girl was stroking me on the shoulder and I thought it was lovely and everything. I was getting quite aroused and I turned around and it was just her eyebrows, <laughs> her eyelashes stroking my neck. <laughs> I don't have a chair for it. Um, that's, that's basically where the joke came from. Um, I did have another one, I can't remember what it was now. I'm going to do it later. <laughs> um, yeah, it'll come to me. So what am I learning? Uh, this idea about dispelling negative self-talk is a big one. And um, it's pretty simple and it seems to affect a lot of people. Whether it's work-related or not, we do um, tell ourselves a lot of rubbish about ourselves, a lot of untruths. I don't know why that is. There's some, I don't know, some reptilian brain thing. Who knows? But uh, I was a neurologist would know, of course. But I'm not. Although I do know a lot about neurology and brain science and psychotherapy and all that stuff just from listening eh? and my experts I you know depending on what the topic is oh, well, what am I doing now at the moment um, oh, there's all these different categories that we uh, apply to um, ourselves in relation to self-talk and um, oh gosh if I had my phone I'm driving so I can't pull my phone up God, I was going to seem so informed uh, by telling you about all these things, and I can't because I'm driving, but I only do the podcast when I'm driving, so it's a conundrum. <laughs> but um, it's just basically categories, what we say to ourselves and what we so hard on ourselves, and there are lots of different baskets that uh, apply to different forms of self-talk, that's all. Anyway, when I'm in a positive space, I know I'm killing it. I am killing life. I'm doing well. I'm healthy. I'm doing all the right things. I'm doing more than just all the right things. I'm going above and beyond. That's what I'm telling myself because I'm actually physically doing this shit, eh? Um, I'm writing down in the morning whatever comes to mind. I figure out what my expert listening is going to be for the day. And then I... Um, I search it on pod, 
podcast or uh, Audible and find out who's who's talking about this stuff. And I find people that resonate for me, you know, so I'll always discover a new person off the back of it, someone that's got a good voice. As long as it hasn't got too many ads, I don't mind listening to anything, really. And you know what? Even if it's absolute left of field, somebody will say something that resonates with me and I'll find out something that I didn't know and that it'll take me down a new pathway. It's magical, really. Once you get on this journey, become quite obsessive for me. And I'm quite excited because I've never been that switched on, really, or that informed. I've been quite lazy academically and um, the only thing I don't buy into is world news. And that seems a little bit ignorant. I just haven't got the headspace for it. And me knowing about it isn't going to make any difference. I use the right rubbish bins for the right rubbish. That's a good start. I am driving a petrol car. I haven't gone electric yet. Uh, I'm trying to be kind to people. I try and act on my second thought. I try and give people a little bit of uh, insight into what I'm doing. Hopefully that helps them. You know, I'm doing okay. I'm struggling with my daughter. And then I'm doing great with my daughter. It just depends what minute of the day you get me. Um, but uh, most of the things I say are really reflective on me, on me and, and, and my own upbringing. Um, and, uh, and so unfortunately she cops it a little bit. I think all parents do, don't they? We don't know what to say. We think we're giving advice and we're actually lecturing and it doesn't land well. Um, we've got a pretty liberal sort of view <coughs> towards parenting and um, nice life really. I miss my boy. God, I miss my boy. I have a bit of a change in, in mindset regarding him. You know, I, I don't even know if there's a heaven and it doesn't really matter because our perception of things is reality and so you know I've been talking to him every day like he's here and uh, he keeps me company I use him for advice and tell him what I'm up to and hopefully he's proud and I say that I'm you know he, he's with me walking with me <clears throat> and I flip that the same as everything else using my flip sort of concept and I'm walking with him he's the one that's got his arm around my shoulder because I'm the one that's struggling. He's, he's more than capable. He was a, a shining light of kindness, connection, and uh, wise above his years. And he taught me how to be a grown-up, you know, so incredible, really. Uh, the maturity of, uh, of, of my son Buster, and my daughter Millie is, is no different. She's so switched on. And uh, we're you know, we're, we're learning to be part of this youth culture that she's in, but we'll never be part of it because we're just not not that age, we're not around it, we're not, you know, it's totally different. And so we're just trying to be, be good in the space around her and her friends and um, uh, still be parents and give them guidance, you know. Look how wise I am. I can hear myself now. Oh no. Yeah. Anyway, and um, with uh, turning up, and because I'm doing this 
I keep going on about this thing. I keep calling it a keynote speech project, and it really is. I intend to deliver this, and uh, public speaking is on my list of things to tick off. Well, I don't want to tick them off. I want to do it. Same as I'm doing the stand-up, uh, I'm doing it. I'm writing jokes while I'm writing this speech, and I'll keep digging deep, and it's amazing what comes up. And so, in relation to work, I mean, I'm, I've done really well in my job over the years, perform well, and uh, I, I seem to be in regular employment, um, which is wonderful. Uh, financially, we're okay, and so, um, I do a lot of the right things. I'm not writing lots of uh, fees, but I'm in contact with a lot of people and make the calls. You know, I'm pursuing new opportunities, and uh, so overall, I'm I'm doing the tasks. And my product to that should be, you know, getting a few new listings, a few new transactions, and uh, so it gives me confidence, and uh, I enjoy going to work as a result. I've got flexible work arrangement, which I like, and um, even when I work from home, they, they know that I'm doing my job because we're all grown-ups, you know, and so um, that's why they employ us to uh, to operate in, in a particular area and because we've got experience in that space, so over time you, you get that, eh? Anyway, I don't know why I told you that. <clears throat> Alright, funny shit. Uh, what's going on in my head? Uh, so, uh, I have been doing this joke for a while. And it's basically about my doctor being a vet as well. And then I go in for a, um, a vasectomy. And so, <laughs> when I come out after the operation, I'm in a wheelchair. And I've got one of those plastic collars around my testicles and my doodah and so um, as I come out he pats me on the head <laughs> and he goes he's a good boy <laughs> just make sure he doesn't lick that I know I think it's funny but I cannot really get it to punch you know what I mean like it, the, the punchline is just not quite there and so that's sort of one that's sort of uh, annoying me a little bit I pulled it out of the box the other day to to look at and, and, and maybe see if I could sort of restructure it a little bit. Um, I think there's something there. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> so tonight at the windmill, every Friday actually, we have a, a comedy night. Next week, uh, I'm also doing a Saturday night, which is at the... Um, the Navy Club in Fremantle uh, with Chris Eaton actually he's running that one he's a good guy well a really funny English guy he's, and he's a, sort of around my age um, and then I'm also doing the Federal Hotel which is a, a bit of a new room for me I did my very first well my second open mic uh, show there that's, which was a well you've got to fail to get better haven't you and especially in stand-up I've been guilty of doing a lot of new material regularly to find out if it's funny and as a result I'm slowly getting a really solid five to seven minute set together 
I've got a couple of new ones I'm putting in tonight, but I, I've actually got quite a, a solid bunch of jokes that I'm going to include. And um, I'll tell you one, and it's only a, a it's part of a, a group of jokes, so I won't give you the whole thing because I don't want to burn my material, you know. <laughs> Being such a popular comic, I'm sure everyone's listening in on this going, fucking hell, what's he going to say? Write this down, it's going to be gold. <laughs> um, so I talk about when I'm out there on the dating scene and I, I, uh, I meet a girl and I walk into a venue and there she is sitting at the bar and she's a bit younger than me and she's got a, a light bulb wrapped around her, her neck hanging off of a electrical cord which is plugged into the wall and I talk to her for a while and I go um, I didn't find it very bright but then she wasn't switched on at all <laughs> uh, now I wrote that I think it's really funny and I was told someone the other day and they go that's a dad joke it's like well what's a fucking dad joke it's just funny funny joke it's simple but it leads into some other shit. So anyway, if it's a dad joke, I'm a dad. I'll take that. If it's if people laugh, it's great. Um, so we're in Western Australia today, and it's a really lovely day. There's no rain. I've just had a nice surf, and uh, I've got a fat lip. <laughs> and and it's uh, it's only twelve o'clock. Gosh, started at four a.m. Uh, wrote my gratitude list. Uh, wrote down shit for half an hour and then I went back to sleep till 7 o'clock something I never do um, and then uh, apologised to my daughter <laughs> for being a dickhead <laughs> uh, she's pretty good eh um, but I wish I didn't get it wrong so often and I don't I'm not too bad but uh, I, I overthink it maybe I want to be a better communicator. I want to be, uh, I don't want to be um, upsetting people, you know. I want her to talk nicely about me, not be running away or pissed off with me. Okay, we're just hitting the, the freeway part now where it goes to 110 k's, which is when it gets really noisy. So I'm going to sign out now. This is Martin. Good grief by Martin. 100 days and beyond. Season six. Big ups to Big Hunter who runs the Windmill Comedy Club. Chris Eaton, who's running the Navy Club Comedy Nights. Uh, Chris Peculio, who's running the Port City Comedy. Brendan, I don't know your second name. He is running the Federal Hotel Thursday Night Comedy. Uh, John, I don't know your second name, but you run the Comedy Lounge. Xavier, you're running um, oh, Convenience. Um, they got a comedy night on every Tuesday night in Perth too. Gosh. I'm so connected <laughs> to this comedy world, it's great. Alright, we'll chat soon, all the best.